0: Anyways, let's get on with the show. Just doing all my audio check. Everything seems to be hunky-dory. All right, so let's talk about uh, U.S. dollar. It's going to be some – I'm going to keep it – hi, Project. I'm going to keep this – I'm going to keep the politics pretty well to almost nothing. But unfortunately, there is some politics going on here and uh, i'll keep it to a minimum because i just don't think this is the appropriate venue for this so first thing if you're on youtube uh get over to tradingview.com profile is prion downing qln and you'll find my stream tab there to answer into the chat okay so type away whenever you want so let's start talking about the first thing i think that's very important for people to understand. Is this is the DXY right here? This is market watch. And uh, one reason I like this because you get the five-day, one month year-to-date. So you can see here over the last year it's been down negative 1.3% for the US dollar. And over the five-day, it's been negative 0.36. And here's your monthly three-month year-to-date, barely positive. So this de-dollarization may be the real deal. Um, and I want to talk about it, obviously. Okay. First off, let me show you. Uh, I've got, I'm going to put all the, all the, uh, info links in the, uh, description of the videos here on TradingView and uh, YouTube. So they'll eventually make their way. So don't, don't worry about taking notes and stuff. Okay, let's start talking about what's been going on. And I want to show you this video. Um, Just make sure I get these two separated. First video. I saw this on my YouTube feed, I think, last night. This is a very old speech. So if you want to learn, I'm sure uh, a lot of people... And here, am I still online here? I've got too much stuff going on here. And I don't even know if I'm still. And here, I got a blank screen here with my. Uh... You guys still see me okay? Something happened here.
1: Oh, my computer just blew up. Oh. Hello, can you
0: guys see me okay? Um, I'll continue along. My computer just blew up. uh view is written in JavaScript, so it does not like it. All right, so let me get my screen back up. Uh, here we go. Okay, so as I was saying, my apologies. Just type away in the chat if you can see me, okay? I just wanna make sure I'm okay. All right, so as I was saying before, As I was saying before, um, we've got this video here. This is the history of the Federal Reserve uh, done by this guy here, Murray Rothbard. And the reason I'm bringing this up is so that we have an understanding about the Federal Reserve and why it was created. In the 1800s, late 1800s, there was the monopolists basically controlling the banking industry, the steel, iron industry, oil industry. It was all monopolies. And they needed a uh, banking industry, uh, and they needed a way to control some of the newer regional banks, the small ones. So that's why they kept and created the Federal Reserve. It was all about monopoly and anti-competition. So if you watch this video, and then it goes into the new terms that we know about, too big to fail, loaner of the last resort. This is back in 1984. So all the lingo that we hear now is from this video in 1984. And the thing is, when you watch at the end of the video, there's two people that say, hey, uh, you're not printing money, you're extending credit to w- by the U.S. government. And you start to realize that this these two people presenting are brainwashing you, trying to tell you that printing money is money, but yet... The I guess as investors, it's who is being uh, pitched to, is that they're they're basically extending credit for the U.S. government to operate. And when you look at where we're at now in 2023, it is credit. It's not real valid money. Okay, we need to know that. And that's going to affect the long-term uh, valuation of the U.S. dollar. So as I said here, um, thanks, Project. How you doing? <laughs> I haven't talked to you in a while. All right, so that's basically what I'm trying to tell you. They're basically telling you that what's being printed is sound money. It's it's valid. So here's a headline from of all places, depending upon your political leaning, is CNN, okay? CNN, okay? Um, so basically, headline is, in desperate bid for cash, the Treasury is auctioning one-day bills. So let me repeat that. This is the U.S. government trying to stay alive, uh, keep their lights on, basically. In desperate bid for cash, three times now, in desperate bid for cash, the Treasury is auctioning one-day bills. I don't know if this is before or after the debt deal, but they're already saying the next debt deal that they'll have to go through is probably next year in the presidency. So that's how desperate... This situation is for the u s government, no matter what you read, as you can see here, this is from June first okay that's that's how serious it's getting okay um so let me close that up and let me go to my next point. If you got questions or comments, just please type away. I can be wrong. um I've already given you um a lot of explanation what's going on. So the real thing that people don't really understand is this, the U.S. debt clock. Now, this is kind of like looked upon as the Bible of the state of the U.S., okay? Now, I'm not here to pick on the U.S., the rest of the West, like Canada, where I'm at, Britain, and all of Europe are in bad shape economically, okay? So when you look at here, the U.S. national treasure or debt is at $31 Uh, last I heard, it's up to thir- uh, $34 billion. okay? So I think I put out a video. I'm going to repeat myself here. This is the big one. U.S. T- income taxpayers, $128 million. So now you've got 334 million people, total population. So you have approximately about one-third of the population there who are taxpayers. Two-thirds of the population or thereabouts are just sitting around collecting, I guess, money from the government. That on its own is not sustainable, okay? That on its own is not sustainable. Look at the personal debt per per citizen. That's citizens of the U.S. So you're at $74,000. A new baby is born in the U.S., they're automatically right on the spot that they're born. They owe $74,000 to the U.S. government or the sharing of that. So, That's all fine and good on what's going on in the U.S. So I can slice and dice this any which way you want, okay? But the situation is not good and it's not sustainable. So they're in desperate mode to keep the the, the lights on at the U.S. So their deficit spending like a couple of trillion a year. And it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. They both do it. And they're both just as bad and irresponsible because this is about – if you're in the U.S., driving around in a Mercedes, living in a pretty nice gated community, well, the interest on, on its own to service this debt as is is going to peg down your lifestyle pretty pretty fast when this starts to, to unwind, and it will unwind fast. And, yeah, it will affect the U.S. dollar. So that will affect every person in the U.S., and pretty well every person in the West, as you'll see here. So, there's all that. And I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of it. Okay. So, I've already shown you the current um, situation with the US dollar, where it's at pretty well negative. Last year was good. This year it's up and down. Okay. So, this is where we're going to start looking at government debt to GDP. I like to use trading economics, I just don't trust anything coming out of the, the, uh, Fed anymore because they have just so you know that they've reset a lot of their uh, data used to go all the way back to the 30s, 40s and 50s. A lot of the data sets they use is they just go back to maybe 2004. So they're trying to take away all the history that they have, redefine it, repackage it and make it not look so bad. That's what the Federal Reserve does. So I don't trust them. Um so let's start looking at uh tr- the trading economics here. Okay. So here's all the countries that owe money based upon national debt and uh your your GDP, your your production in the in the in the country of these. So if I look at um the current the last I should say you can see here you got Japan, and then we got Venezuela. That's why you hear about Venezuela and the US dollar, blah, 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 blah. Sudan, Greece. This one, Singapore is a little different. Singapore is a very government subsidized uh country, but very, very, very wealthy. They can afford to do this. Get the likes of Libya, and there you go, US. 129. So the US instead of trying to improve the situation they just don't care and they just make it worse i'm hearing 50 trillion 100 trillion that they'll owe well who's going to service the debt and who's buying the debt okay and i'm going to show you that in a minute as, as i said if you got comments questions just let me know i'm 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 here to to do this live right so now you're starting to get into the really questionable countries bahrain, uh cuba bahrain da 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 right so let me just close up some of these uh some of these uh windows here. So continuing along in my notes here uh Oh man, here we go. Okay. So this is very important because they'll say, "Oh, you can't compare the government to a business or a household and And income and 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 spending, you can't do that. Well, that's all BS because it's the same deal. Okay, when you look at uh, which countries owns the most debt, this is this is this is this is now it will open your eyes. This is where we get kind of political. Okay, so when you start looking at this uh, one chart right here, this is January two thousand and three in purple. Japan owned quite a bit of U.S. debt. When that when I'm talking about is when what services the debt is either countries buying the treasury issued debt from the government and countries will buy that because they buy it because they think that the U.S. has a pristine and will always pay its bills and never default. Well, we came close a few weeks ago, didn't you? And it's going to get even harder next time around. And they even want to get rid of that negotiation process. So they just Throw, away, throw it out of, the, out of the window. I mean, here's what's going on. You got Japan. 2003 they they buy a lot in 2013 and they're starting to pair it back in 2023 right so they they they're starting to get like we can't we can't keep buying this stuff because they may go they may go default and uh, we're, we're going to get screwed here in China these are the top two issuers in the past who bought US treasury right now you got China right so now you go into 2003, right? They've radically reduced their issuance. Like they used to buy debt. This is what they, they've sold off a lot of their debt. But this is what they hung on to. Okay? But look what's happening with the UK. Because people are no longer selling off, these two countries are selling off U.S. debt, what they hold. Someone's got to step in to buy the new current debt. So it becomes these countries. Belgium, Luxembourg, and UK. But look at look at, look at the pattern here of the UK. How much they bought this year? A lot to try to supplement the losses of what Japan and China is not buying or selling off. So they're they're looking at other countries like the UK to build to buy up the current debt. And as I said in that article from CNN, the U.S. government's desperate for cash. Right. That's CNN. Okay, Then you have Belgium and Luxembourg. Okay, So that's the current situation of the U.S., U.S. government. And tell me it will not have an impact on the U.S. dollar because it's credibility also for the U.S. dollar. And it also comes down to the debt has to be serviced interest wise. And as that interest rise goes up each year and every five years, that eats into the capabilities of things like, oh, I don't know. The self-entitlement programs like, uh, let's see, uh, retirement for pensions, military, and whatever else the government's spending, they may be theoretically bankrupt by uh, 2030. That was one of the um, recent uh, reports that came out from one of the government departments. But, of course, the mainstream never talked about that. Um, So that's what's going on. And that's why you get countries like UK trying to step up to, supple, to stem the losses to buy up that debt that the government's trying to sell off to finance themselves. Because the only other source they have is tax. And you can only tax as much as you can. And remember what I showed you here, right? Only one-third of the population in the U.S. is paying tax. So you can imagine the lifestyle of the U.S. citizens is going to decline, right? You can't deny that. And as I said, I'm not here to bang up on the U.S. I'm just trying to enlighten you that the West is a a declining set of economies. And I'm going to show you some other things that may shock you as we move into the BRICS. So... We know about what's going on with BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, right? So now they're the rising new powers, rising new economic powers coming to be. So here's some of the countries, and and it's not about the countries I'm interested in. I'm more interested in showcasing the – let's see. I hope this opens up – What's really important to highlight here is the uh, countries that are part of this, okay? So what we've got here are, um, this is the impact now on the U.S. dollar, okay? I'm just going to summarize it for you. So why do the BRIC nations want to create a new currency, okay? And what are the advantages of the BRICS currency will be because they're still defining what the new BRICS currency will be, most likely China won okay i mean it's it's really China driving this strengthen economic integration within the BRIC countries so they trade among themselves and not among the u s or the West. This is the other big one: reduce the influence on the global stage because in the last few years the u s has really taken upon themselves to weaponize countries that don't fall in line and don't play ball with what the U.S. and what, yeah, the West want them to do politically, military. So they punish them with the U.S. dollar. They want to weaken the U.S. dollar global reserve currency. So that is exactly what the dollarization is. And they want to encourage other countries to form alliances to develop regional currencies. And they want to mitigate the global volatility due to unilateral measures and diminution of dollar dependence. So what's going on right now is if in a country, great example, Sri Lanka. I'm sure you heard about what's going on in Sri Lanka. Uh, They pretty well burn the capital down with any politician. They burn wherever they were. And they burned down the par- The reason was because Sri Lanka was 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 somewhat a corrupt country, but their debt, which got out of control, was denominated in I believe U.S. dollar. And then they got punitive sanctions against them, and then uh, the they they got they got they got pretty pretty scared of uh, basically trying to finance their their situation. So the IMF said, you got to do this and this and this to get a bailout. So essentially, all that debt was issued in U.S. dollar. And then Sri Lanka is saying, whoa, this, what's coming out of the U.S. government in all these congressional hearings, they they explicitly say that they will weaponize their U.S. dollar. And the IMF does the same thing for bailouts. So this is what this is what's driving it, is, is BRICS want off the U.S. dollar and the dependence of the U.S. dollar. But I'm going to show you, you may not think that these countries mean a lot. It, you will see what I mean uh, when when we move on into other charts and other articles. So uh, the new BRICS currency, will it affect the U.S. dollar? Yeah, it will eventually lose its influence, loses its reserve status, and then as a result, the U.S. and and its citizens get affected, as I said. Uh, So what they're focusing on, oil, gas, banking, finance, commodities, international trade, technology, tourism, travel, and the foreign exchange market. Um, And da-da-da-da-da. Okay? So let me pull up the next article here. Any questions so far? Okay, so now this is the important one. Okay, we're going to look at GDP per capita, okay? I want you to notice something here, okay? Qatar, number one. Singapore, number four. Luxembourg, number three. Ireland, UAE, Kuwait, Switzerland, uh, San Marino, da-da-da. You would think that the U.S., being as wealthy as they are, should be much, much higher. And this is falling, okay, because of basically politics. So it's dropping. Okay, Canada's dropping, UK's dropping, France is dropping. Like these countries should be the wealthiest countries. If you ask maybe 10, 20 years ago, they'd be right top of the list. But now there's new players coming into the into the foray that are be they that are much, much wealthier. Much wealthier. And the ones to watch are the Qatars, the Mideast countries, the oil place, the natural gas producers. That's who's gonna make a difference. Okay, so knowing that, let me just pull up the next article here. So this is where this is where it gets really interesting. Okay, first let me pull up uh this one right here. Um okay, so we get this on Reuters, it's not like some you know garage operation. Saudi Arabia Seeks uh, cooperation with China, ignores Western worries. So now you have another big Western, Mid Eastern play, um, stepping away from the U.S. So the the Saudi Arabian nation, or I should say, the Gulf region, are stepping away from being under the thumb of the U.S. That's why they sent Blinken over last week because U.S. trying to control the situation. So, now that Saudi Arabia has China to play off with the West for oil, um, they can do this and they can afford to do this. But it also impacts the U.S. and the West on oil. So, people don't realize when you look at the global stage, the wealth easily is in the Mideast, okay? That's where the top wealthiest countries are. They have virtually no debt, uh, tax-free People are moving there, especially Dubai. Um, And uh, another great example, Switzerland used to be very influential. No more. It's now Dubai. And uh, one prediction I've always said is that in the UAE, I personally think if it wasn't for the BRICS, it would be the UAE dinar that will be the new global reserve currency, and I'm going to show you why. So let me get to that article here. Now, this is where it kind of gets into the political, okay? So, I'm going to show you two maps here. And it's it's, it's to do with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So, these are the list of countries that have imposed sanctions on Russia. They've talked about it, but the real countries that stepped up, that put sanctions on the U.S., U.S., Germany, Canada, U.K., European Union, Japan, Australia. That's it. That's the only countries that have actually stepped up and put sanctions on Russia. So when you look at Russia, that you think that they should be weakened, like largely, because of this invasion. No. Not only is uh, India or China not supporting it, they're not putting any sanctions on them. And look at, you, look at you, what's going on here. So I want you to know this correlation here. Actually, it's indirect. You have the West, Canada, U.S., all of Europe, majority, and Australia and Japan putting sanctions, real sanctions on Russia, a, a political statement, right? So when you look at this, what I'm about to show you is the total opposite. Um, uh, where's my 30 countries? So when you look at this map here, this is going to shock you. And I just discovered this in the last half half hour, forty five minutes. So look at these are the countries now that want to join BRICS. They ain't no U.S., no Canada, no countries in Europe, no countries like Australia and Japan. You see the you see you see the difference here. So the countries that did not sanction Russia, all those countries that didn't sanction want to be part of the BRICS. So alone, when you look at this, when you look at this, you got Brazil, Argentina, Honduras, all these African countries. These 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 three these two continents of, Latin, of uh, South America and Africa. These are resort. These are natural resource plays. These are countries that want to serve China natural resources. These are countries that want to be part of a new global power economy. And what blows my mind is that the Americans, especially the media, poo-poo this. It, you can poo-poo it maybe now, but in 10, 20 years, you, you cannot deny this. So when you have all these countries that have natural resources that are servicing now China, uh, you uh, Russia, and the big one, the big power player is... India, okay, like, like they're the up-and-coming new global superpower. Be, you know, it might be China, but right now, all the manufacturers being shifted over to India. But you can see here we've got Saudi Arabia that wants to be part of that, Iran, all that. These are all your oil plays. So what's happening is all the natural resource players are moving away from the west and moving to the east. Okay, that's really important to note because there's that direct, indirect correlation that these countries are ready and able to step away from the West, namely the U.S., to support, namely Russia, and they're indirectly saying, we don't care about the invasion on Ukraine. That's the political, all I'm going to say. If you got questions or comments on that, let me know. So that is going to drastically uh, drastically affect the U.S. dollar. In X amount of years, I don't know. And why do I say that? Just alone on population. You got China and India, the two most populous countries in the world. Alone, if you factor in these Western countries like Canada, U.S., Europe, Australia, Japan, they they, they probably don't even have enough of that population to 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 have what India's got or what China's got. That's how, just alone on the population. And these are get, these are countries going to get wealthier, especially India and all these other countries, as I said, about the Mideast. So that's something to factor in, okay? So um, let's move on to our next uh, topic here. The other one that's taking note of this is this country right here, the old friend of the U.S. Here's the headline. Diplomat. Is France backing China currency against the U.S. dollar? So can you imagine if you have a, a European country from the European Union that decides to no longer support the U.S. politically, militarily, and, st- and, and actually start buying product from China in the yuan? How can you tell me that that is not going to impact the U.S. dollar as a global reserve? Because once France does it, hey, Germany might do it. And Germany is a country that is the economic powerhouse of the EU. And then everything else will fall in line, and probably including the UK. I wouldn't be surprised. So you're going to start seeing certain countries um, start to pivot towards the East. And I don't want to say China and Russia because they're not our friends, but economically, these countries like France may actually support not directly indirectly support uh the this new global economy superpower called the BRICS so will that happen on the US dollar i can't say but it's definitely not going to improve the situation for the US namely and its currency so um that's what i want to show and It's kind of showing, as I said, in um, the uh, market watch on the U.S. dollar. So if I start to look at the uh, report here on – let me see here if I can pull it up. So I'll pull over one of my charts here. So let's look at the DXY. So that's your currency uh, player right here. And let's take a look at what's happened over the last five years, right? So it's been fairly stable, right? And uh, all of a sudden, we have a problem last year. Dollar rises. Could have done a really good year last year if you just sat on the U.S. dollar. And you can see what's happening now. It's been declining this year. So... Something impacted here, and is this a decline long term? I can't say, but uh, it's just something to note. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm I'm a kind of person that will follow what the data tells me because that's where the money follows. So I have nothing more to present, but I just want to show you what's going on with right now with all the headlines that I'm seeing, and for China and Russia. It's about natural resources. It's about countries, good or bad, those countries that want to be part of the uh, Eastern Alliance, we'll call it, and uh, that's that's wealth moving to that region. And the real big kicker difference will be the Middle East, especially the likes of UAE, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia, and and Bahrain and who else is in that region. That's that's the real money player. That's where the wealth is. And when they move over to the east, the U.S. becomes more and more isolated. And as I've shown you already, we know economically, uh, by default in the debt, the U.S. and the Western nations are kind of like in decline. But if they bring out a new uh, currency, which they're going to be doing uh, come uh, August, well, There's a meeting somewhere, somehow, with these BRIC nations, and they're planning to put in the early stages of a new uh, alternative currency from the BRIC nations. As I said, I think it's going to be something where it's going to be mostly China and the yuan because China's trying to isolate as many countries, divide uh, them as former allies of the West, namely the uh, U.S., and bring them over under the influence of China, so that's really obviously what's driving that. But that will impact the U.S. dollar, and over time, it will impact our lifestyle because uh, that interest service the debt on top of the inflation that we're already going through. Um, <clears throat> you know that that will um, impact us over over the next couple of years. Now the next. Real big call on that will be in the next week. What the Federal Reserve does on its on its currency, and right now with its currency, uh, if they raise rates or lower rates, some are saying they could raise rates again because of the uh, job numbers, and people don't quite understand um, why would the Fed want lower uh, number of job creation and higher unemployment. Well, right now, the mandate for the Federal Reserve is to fight inflation. But the, 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 the brainiacs that they are a few years ago saying, oh no, inflation's transitory. And they were like that for about a year, especially Janet Yellen. And uh, oh no, that's transitory. That's going to disappear. And now they're fighting that same transitory inflation however they can when it went up to over 10% and it's now down about 6%. So they're now going after jobs to lower jobs because job creation and jobs create inflation. More people working, uh, the higher the inflation stays. The better word is elevated. So they're trying to raise unemployment to drop down inflation. That's their priority. And um, they can manipulate the U.S. dollar so much but if people aren't buying it as a show, like only really Britain is buying it, then that it's very hard to influence that. It, I, they may come up with something creative. They may repackage the debt situation. They may repackage what a recession is. Even I'm sure you heard that. So I can't say you know. All I can tell you is you cannot rely on a major media anymore, especially like the Bloomberg's now. It's gotten so political um, and so on. You have to do your own research. And that's why I think TradingView is a great resource for that because you, you can you can see all the different types of treasury data uh, for free. No, you don't have to pay for the data. And the thing is, if you know what to look for, that's what you rely on within TradingView. So um, is there a trading opportunity in uh, trading treasury? I would like to say so, but this is the other question I have. If you're kind of like me, moving towards all and only ETF, if I was to show you uh some ETFs here, like uh this one uh for Treasury, there's one called T flow as an example. Um T flow Treasury floating rate bond. You see how volatile it is. How do you trade that? And this is what I'm seeing. And with anything with Treasury ETF, it's super volatile, or there's like major gaps in it, so you can't trade this stuff. And I don't know if that's normal. I can't say I'm not an expert, it, but I'm just trying to ide- help you identify um that this is so distorted. And like, look, look what's happening here. You got a normal price line all the way up to here in 2022. And things started to go wonky for whatever reason. It's trending up, but it's so volatile. So everything's all fine here. And then everything just started last year and still continues. And that volatility, I can show you, uh, there's some normal looking, like TLT is another big one that most people know. But that's a 20-year, a twenty year, and you can see it's very normal looking. Um, there's uh, just so you know, there's people put money into short term. So here we have one to three month T-bills and look what happens. So starting May of last year, everything's kind of looked normal. And look, it's just that that's how much people are putting money into these T-bills of one to three month, Right. And you can see if you looked at these, the the the, the crazy uh gapping <laughs> it just doesn't look normal right here it looks normal but starting last year things are breaking but I don't know why and, and will that impact the US dollar? Yeah it will the other thing I forgot to mention is is the credit uh rating of the US so if you have countries like um let me pull one up as an example here so let's say um if I do a duck duck search cuz I don't trust Google anymore as most people probably will say the same thing but if I looked at uh, Moody's USA uh credit rating right you'll see here in the n- latest news w- when that those those negotiations were happening um when those negotiations were happening Look at this. Four days ago, credit rating agency Moody's downgrades. uh, Sorry. They should find the U.S. here. Um, Basically, in the last week, um, the uh, credit rating for the U.S. was put into negative watch. Right? And that was all due to all the, yeah. So credit rating agencies like Moody's decide credit rating, um, and they were all put on. Credit Watch. So that's the credibility of the U.S. government declines as well, and that also has a huge effect on U.S. dollar and the interest it takes to service the debt. It's like anything. If you have somebody who has bad credit and they want a loan, they have to pay a higher interest rate to uh, to get the loan because whoever's issuing the bank, let's say, issues the loan, a, com- a country or a person with a lower credit rating is riskier to take the loan, so they have to pay a higher interest rate to take the loan because they're a high risk because they may not pay. And that's the same thing with the U.S. government. If they're going to go and bicker about these debt deals or um, uh, deficit debt deals and they bicker about it, it hurts, it hurts their credit rating and their ability to service the debt. So that's another important factor I forgot to mention that you probably never hear about through the mainstream media. So, again, if you're really serious about this, don't rely on any of the financial, the CNBC, Bloomberg, any of the mainstream media. you got to use and know where to go to get your own resources. And the best place that I can tell you is probably right here on TradingView. You've just got to know what to look for. So, as I said, there's not much more I can talk about um, but just things don't look normal in, in, in the space. Um, so any questions or comments? So anything at all? I'd like to talk about what I do, but Hey, I'm restricted on what I can put on a stream with TradingView. view, but this was all purely educational. Um, and, uh, you know, will there be a replacement for if, Things go bad for the U.S. dollar. I mean, we're talking years away. Um, possibly, I always thought the um, the dinar, or sorry, the the British pound would be one. But I truly believe um, the best one that looked best. Uh, let me just see if I can find it. Is right in here. Is UAE. okay? Turkey, I would have thought. But Turkey's like in real hot water on their currency, their their lira. But Dubai is an interesting country because they purposely stayed out of the out of the uh, politics of what Russia was doing with with Ukraine. So um, I know myself in the early stages of the Russian invasion. I'm sure a lot of the oligarchs in Russia knew what was going to happen weeks before the actual invasion i've talked about the binance thing where they put money into binance because suddenly binance got a license in russia just a few weeks before the invasion and then you know the btc ruble trade suddenly spiked or the waves in ruble spiked waves is a is a russian crypto coin and that lasted for about a month and then all of a sudden You start hearing about, oh, Dubai, property market's going up. Why? Because the Russian oligarchs are buying up property. So they transfer all the money out of finance and buy up Dubai property. So that's one of the reasons why I bring up Dubai is because Dubai is neutral here, like Switzerland. Dubai, their, their, their currency, the dinar, is so intermingled internationally, including with Western countries like the U.S., and I'm starting to think maybe just just maybe the dinar may go up or the Qatar uh, currency as well, and that to me would make more sense that, that those currencies could be um, actual reserve currencies because you know they're support they're, they're I'm not saying supporting but they're allowing Russians to go there travel and China's the same and 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 Dubai don't really care who you are. As long as you're willing to invest, up goes their up goes their, uh, their currency, as well as the economy. Uh, it, it's it's booming in, in Dubai. It's very expensive now. No tax, no property tax. That's why people uh, move there. Businesses are moving there. Um, and that's where the wealth is going. So I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, that could be the next global uh, region to watch for global reserve currency. Because, as I said, it's, it's one of the rare regions in the world that's booming economically. I've shown you all the other countries that have debt, but not Dubai. They're booming. And um, that's, that's under, uh, under uh, UAE. Dubai is the Hollywood kind of Walt Disney of, Dubai, of uh, the UAE, but the real financial powerhouse is, is Abu Dhabi. When Dubai in the last recession needed a bailout, They just went to Abu Dhabi and got it. They didn't have to go anywhere else because Abu Dhabi is so wealthy. Same with Qatar now as well. So when you start to see these countries, including Saudi Arabia with oil move to the east, that's something to pay attention to because that's 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 the wealth, the real wealth and growing wealth and influence in the world is moving under the I guess the umbrella of what China and Russia are 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 saying and as I shown you an article, Saudi Arabia don't care about the oil. If China wants it, they get it, and that again impacts the U.S. dollar because it's not being transacted in the U.S. dollar, known as the petrodollar, becomes a petro one, and that's a huge driver of what made the U.S. dollar back from the seventies was the petrodollar because when uh, U.S. needed uh, oil, they promised, well, we'll protect you. We'll protect you. Therefore. Uh, just buying US dollar. And that right there is how Saudi became one of the largest uh, military customers for the US. But now, lately, they don't care. They move it all off to the uh, US, sorry, to China and Russia. So US is losing its influence. And that has a huge impact on the US dollar. So these are sort of things that people need to know about. And as I said, when you get countries like the UAE, Especially Dubai and Abu Dhabi, their economies are blowing up, and wealth is going there that's That's a big thing that we're talking hot capital uh, is moving there, and uh that's once you start to lose that influence from the West, going to the east that's that's a big deal, but nobody talks about that at all. but um, it's just right in here that's that's the money that's the new money center globally. Um, without a doubt. It's not oil anymore. Uh, it's about what Dubai has become and uh, being tax-free as well. And then that gets now part of this. So, as I said, when I, when I showed you the other map um, here, <laughs> these are your or sanctioned uh, countries sanctioning Russia. And then when you look at the opposite, okay, that's great. Who cares? But now they're developing their own region. And that's a reality you cannot deny. And then, you know, a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of the media in the U.S. say, ah, it won't add up to much. Really? Have you heard about what's going on in Dubai? Have you heard about what's going on in Qatar? I mean, I just showed you a chart that just said that right now, Qatar, and it's been for quite a few years now, that Qatar has the highest wealth per capita in the world, um, along with Bahrain and what, uh, Kuwait. Um, and and they and these other countries that used to be in their legacy Western countries are tick 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 falling down uh, falling away because of their debt situation. So not that, let's just say, not that it's just the U.S. It's other countries. So anyways, I'm going to uh, get off that, um, but that will have a huge impact on the U.S. dollar. But I'm just trying to say it real here. I'm kidding. Um, anyone else got questions or comments? So I'm going to shut up. I'm uh, almost at one hour. Um, any any questions, comments at all? If not, um, hey, thanks for watching and all that fun stuff. And uh, we shall uh, – I'll, I'll do it going once, twice. If you got a question, type away. Going once. Uh, going twice. Going three times. So I guess we're done for tonight. Uh, thanks for uh, watching. If, if you're about to watch it, hopefully you get something out of it and uh we shall talk to you later so this is purely educational but yeah this stuff will impact the de-dollarization and again impact dollar and then impact those like us living in the west thanks for watching have yourselves a good night good day wherever you are over and out
1: 46 years
0: hello thanks for watching uh that problem with uh my computer blowing up or really it was i think a trading view had too much stuff going on so i came back finally but uh 16 gig system and you wouldn't think that this should happen but there you go doesn't take it much to blow up over now thanks for watching